Let us pray. In the words of the psalmist, the voice of the Lord is a powerful voice. The voice of the Lord is a voice of splendor. The Lord shall give strength to his people. The Lord shall give his people the blessing of peace. May we hear your voice and know ourselves to be blessed with your peace. Amen. So the world calls them Balthazar, Melchior, and Gaspar. We call them wise ones, astrologers, magi, kings perhaps. We assume there were three of them because the story tells us they brought three types of gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. But we don't really know who they were, and we certainly don't know what they called themselves. There was a woman named Mary, not the one you think I'm going to talk about, but a woman named Mary who died last year at age 81. The world knew her as Mary Richards. And we called her the consummate, smiling, friendly career woman. She was smart, funny, able to navigate the pressures and absurdities of office life with her grumpy boss, Mr. Grant. For the real Mary, Mary Tyler Moore, life was more complicated, as real life tends to be. Raised in an unstable home, she married several times, battled alcoholism, and buried her only child. There was a young man named DeMarlin who died last year at age 32. DeMarlin grew up in a rough neighborhood in Saginaw, Michigan, a town in decline after the General Motors plant closed and people lost their jobs. Poverty and drugs became the landscape instead of industry. DeMarlin was a talented football player who lived with his loving grandmother. When college did not work out for him, he said he missed his family too much. He returned to Saginaw, got into trouble with the local gang, and ended up in jail with a 20-year sentence. He was released after 11 years but he was gunned down in the transitional housing where he was living to re-enter society. The world called him a drug dealer, a career offender, a gang member. The world also called him a devoted grandson, a kind, gentle, and caring man. We don't know what he called himself. There was a man named Adam who died last year at age 89. The world called him Batman, his most famous and only enduring public role. What did he call himself? Who was he really, this person, Adam West? After the Mary Tyler Moore show ended, Mary said that she was afraid people would find out that she was not Mary Richards, 
So powerful are the names we let the world call us, right? But then she realized she was even more afraid that she would never be seen or known or loved for who she really was. And so it is for all of us, right? We fear we will never be seen or known or loved for who we really are. Whether we are famous or not, the world, the people around us give us names, call us names, and we are defined or at least deeply influenced by those names. The world can give us names that encourage us, but more often the names restrict or shut down the full possibilities for our lives. In my family, I was the responsible one. My sister was the artistic one, and my brother the athletic one. In reality, all three of us are creative, responsible, and enjoy a variety of physical activities. So the early labels were only partially true. And I know that my example is a benign one about family naming. The names we are called can be not only limiting, but damaging. Parental abuse, schoolyard taunts, cyberbullying, plain old-fashioned mean name-calling, face-to-face, or over texts can cause lifetime damage, and in the most extreme cases, even death. And then there are the names we call ourselves in the dark. Our insecurities and self-doubt whispered fiercely into the bathroom mirror or silently into our pillow. The toughest and harshest critic of all, our own internal name-calling. Some of you may know what I'm talking about. We internalize the names we are called, the names we call ourselves, and then grapple with the pain of longing to be known and loved for who we really are. I was particularly struck this week in the beginning of today's gospel passage. Usually we focus on the part about Jesus. Today is the baptism of our Lord. But at the beginning of this short passage, John appears in the wilderness proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. People from the whole Judean countryside and all the people of Jerusalem went out and were baptized, confessing their sins. All the people from the whole countryside and all the people from the city, too. That's a lot of people wanting to be freed from sin. It struck me that the human desire to be cleansed from what makes us feel wrong, bad, dirty, other than our true selves, must just go all the way back to the beginning of being human. So the good news, you were waiting for this part, right? The good news is that in baptism we find out 
that it is through baptism that our true identity is proclaimed and known. Through baptism, we are freed, cleansed, and our true self, our real name, is revealed. When Jesus comes up after being dumped in the water of the Jordan River, a voice from heaven cries out, You are my son, the beloved, in whom I am well pleased. God calls Jesus by his true name, calls him his son, beloved, and tells him that God is happy with who he is, pleased and delighted by him. He has God's favor and God's love. This gospel is a revelation about Jesus, one of the most clear accounts we have about who Jesus is. We hear it this morning as we renew our own baptismal promises with Avery, Chloe, and Graham as they receive the sacrament of baptism. Because we too, all of us, are called beloved by God. By virtue of our baptism, being washed in this holy water in union with Christ, adopted as brothers and sisters in Christ, we too can hear those words. Becky, you are my daughter, the beloved. Gresh, you are my son, the beloved. So no longer is your name Avery or Chloe or Graham. Your name is Avery, the beloved. Chloe, the beloved. Graham, the beloved. Robert, the beloved. The world will call you names. You may call yourself names. But the truth is, God has named you. God has called you his beloved, and that is the name you bear. This is the name that tells you who you truly are, a beloved child of God. No one, no one can take that name away from you. Not your pain, your self-doubt, other people's criticism and teasing, not hatred or racism, poverty, unemployment, illness, even death. You are God's beloved, in whom God is pleased and delighted. For he knit you together in your mother's womb. He knew you and loved you from before you were born. Your name is Beloved. Those of you who are not being baptized today, touch the water in the baptismal font as you come up to God's table. It's a reminder of these promises, of your true name. Go forth from this place today knowing your name. Practice saying it to each other. You are God's beloved, my sisters and brothers in Christ. Practice saying it to yourself. I am God's beloved. That is my name.
The voice of the Lord is a powerful voice calling to each of us. You are my beloved child. May we know the blessing of God's peace in this very, very good news. Amen.